You are listening to Moisture Festival Podcast. Welcome to the Moisture Festival podcast. I am Matt Baker. I perform a comedy and stunt show. And I'm Louis Fox. I do uh, magic tricks, comedy, and hand shadow puppets. (laughs) And we both have performed at the Moisture Festival for a number of years. So welcome to the podcast where we give you a peek behind the curtains of the performers and the people that make the Moisture Festival happen. You get a little, little bit of a look at their journey to getting on stage and a little bit about what they do in their time off stage. So welcome and be sure to check out all the episodes of the Moisture Festival podcast because there's a lot. There is a lot. And if you aren't familiar with the Moisture Festival, it's a four-week festival celebrating variety arts. So that's hula hoopers, magicians, people who bounce on their hands, acrobats, pretty much anything you can think of. It is the largest festival of its kind in the entire world, folks. In the entire world, it's the largest festival, and it features some of the best entertainers and comedians working today. The festival happens in the months of March and April, and not only do they have world-class variety acts, but they have a burlesque venue that runs for one week only, and get your tickets for that early because that always sells out actually 95 percent we've crunched the data louis yes 95 percent of the shows sell out so if you're listening to this in the months of march and april be sure to go to moisturefestival.org and get your tickets today yes especially if your bucket list item is to see the opening show Get them now. Absolutely. This week on the Moisture Festival, we have a producer and performer, Randy Minkler. We talked to him about his music career, what goes into deciding what order of performers hit the stage, and how he became a member of DeConavo. Absolutely. It's a pretty awesome interview. We hope you like it. to have a, another Moisture Festival producer here in the Moisture Festival podcast studios. I know. I'm glad all these producers are coming out. It's, <laughs> it makes, warms my heart. It is. And I feel like this was the most difficult person to book for a podcast interview of the producers. <laughs> we have Randy Minkler in the studio. Yeah. Randy, welcome. We like to hear the stories on how you got involved with the group, which is Tim and Ron, the people that really sort of started the Moisture Festival. Were you involved from like the first show or? Yes, I was in in the first shows. And uh, I think um, I wasn't doing what I do now so much as far as uh, help book the acts and arrange the shows and show workers and all that. But I've known Tim and Ron and everybody for for many years. Yeah. The Oregon Country Fair. Gotcha. And that's, (sighs) is that how you met him is through the Country Fair? Ron, I was because we were both involved in music back in the 80s or, you know, 70s. And so he was in the dynamic logs. And so we, it was all connected back then. Awesome. We all knew each other. And, and it seems like the beginning of the Moisture Festival was sort of like an offshoot of the country fair. Some of the performers 
that had graced the stage in Vanita, sort of trying to make something happen here in Seattle. And th- yeah, I think that's partly where it was just born. Um, Ron went to Germany and saw a festival happening there with Tom Noddy, and and he thought you know Seattle should be doing this. So Absolutely, he got people together. He's really good at getting people to yeah um, that's a cool thing about the moisture festival it feels like a, a community of people mm-hmm. making it from the volunteers to the sound techs to the producers it is really like a joint effort yeah know? well and the community comes together i mean i don't know if people well i guess they do know if you're just sitting in the audience but like the people donate food to it yeah. you know they're like restaurants it's a big community thing right yeah. And when did they wrangle you into the more heavy lifting of the, <laughs> the festival? <laughs> you mean the booking? For, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, when I'm in the show, sometimes I'll get a text from you last minute. Be like, hey, could you do you mind going first or do you mind emceeing? Or are uh, you available in yeah. 30 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's usually how it is. It's, a lot of times we don't know what the show. We know who's going to be in the show, mm. but not necessarily the show order because it's kind of keeps changing and and I hate to put it up on the board and then something changes and you have to let everybody know the sound people and well he can't be after him because a lot of times I haven't seen the act until yeah. you know, the first time so yeah. or you see how the act plays and you go right. oh yeah right that's much yeah. slower than I remember mm-hmm. it and it's yeah. after this thing right? well I think that is an art form within itself is to mix and match different acts who follows where who can soften something for someone else is it two two weird things you know it's really it's a i think that's a lot to take into account like people don't really even think about the person that has to put all that together and see how it flows what do you look for when you're doing that is there some strategy theory or is it just you throw darts at a dartboard (laughs) and whatever put it in a bag shake it up pull it out basically yeah i don't really have a a method. Um, I've just I just start putting acts in a list and start changing them around and moving it around yeah. until it looks right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm getting better at it because right. earlier on I got a lot of advice mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> about how to you know how to arrange the shows and and all that and and I don't get as much anymore. So I think I'm doing that's great. Better. I mean, yeah. at the end of a show and you watch it, you can just go. Damn, I nailed it. I nailed that one. (laughs) And then Matt and Louie in the beginning was the best. People forgot about that train wreck. (laughs) Hit the mandatory acts out of the way. (laughs) You know, I've produced shows, not at the Moisture Festival, but on my own variety shows and stuff. And I always like to work backwards. Who is the closer? And then sort of work that way. Yeah, that's, I think, yeah, you do have to kind of think who's the closer and who's Mm going to end the first half and who's going to start. You know who's going to have the energy to get it going again after the half, and mm-hmm. yeah, um, who's going to open the show? And then it's all middle yeah. acts. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, right. So if you're in the you know a middle act, then yeah. work on your act more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I frequently tell people my show is just middle pieces. <laughs> I've never been approached and be like, "We're thinking about you having closed the show." <laughs> well, I remember my first year doing the Moisture Festival. Uh, the Raspini brothers were in it. And right. they were they were my heroes growing mm-hmm. up. Like I snuck into a casino when I was a kid to see their show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Barry and Dan pull me aside and they go, "Hey, do you want to close tonight?" And I'm like, "The Raspini Brothers are asking me to close." Like they were in the closing <laughs> spot. I'm like, "Do you think I can do it?" And they're like, "Yeah." 
And they go, okay. And they go, Randy, Louie's closing. And then Dan says to Barry, good, I'm tired. I want to go to bed early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is it. At, that, at some point, you're like, I just want to be done with the set and not have to wait around. <laughs> it's true. Like, I much prefer to go earlier than later yeah. just because I get to enjoy the show well, more yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. And so we'll, let's start. Let's go back to the beginnings of Randy Minkler. Uh, did you grow up in Washington? You grew up in California? Born in, in Glendale, California, but I ran away when I was one. Okay, uh, you yeah. crawled away. <laughs> no, we, my, away. My father was from Seattle, and he moved down there for work, and, and that's when I was born, and then came back when I was a year old. Mm-hmm. You know, he was an engineer, so he down there working on, on uh, I don't know, uh, he was an aeronautical engineer. Oh, wow. And he came back up here to work for Boeing, and that's what he ended up doing, so... Yeah, so I grew up in Seattle. And is that where you learned, like, you are a master craftsman. Is that where you learned? I like how you flailed your fingers. Yeah, this is sign language for master craftsman. I don't think a single master craftsman would, uh, the the sign for master craftsman is not spirit fingers. (laughs) Is that where you learned some of your crafts? From my father? Yeah. Well, I imagine to some degree I used to hold the light for him when he worked on the engines, car engines. Oh, that's he, cool. He did all his own work. He had Volkswagen and stuff. And so I had to sit there and hold the light for him. <laughs> so I saw a lot of mechanical stuff. And my brother, I think older brother, was he's an artist and musician and artist. So I probably followed him. I mean, it helped inspire me maybe to see him doing things like that. How long did you spend in California before you came back to Seattle? Well, when I was one year old. Oh, 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 I thought you were born here and then moved there. No, 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 oh, no. gotcha. I was so, born down there. Born down there. You came here when you were one. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Right, All right. right. And then you made this your home. Well, well they, was there anything it in between? It wasn't, it wasn't by choice. Well, I mean, yeah, I, did you go anywhere sort of when you for college or like no, after? Nope. Pretty much stayed in Seattle. Okay. And when did, so when did the country fair come into play? Like when did you... Did you just go down there for fun, or were you performing? Because this is pre-internet, so it was yeah. like deep word of mouth. Yeah. Right. I think my first year was 1988, and it's because I knew Ron, and actually my girlfriend at the time had been going for years with the Ducanovo group. Mm. Uh. And, um, so yeah, I slept my way in. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to get yeah. in. Yeah, and so that was I had a small part in the first uh, the first year. And is that yeah. your intro to kind of variety performing? Because you were a mu- musician, right? Yeah, sort of. But I actually started making um, costumes and things during that period when I was a musician in bands. We did something called Night of the Singing Dead, and it was like <laughs> oh, a, that's cool. a ha- Halloween time period. Were and they we singing Grateful it- Dead songs? Um, no, no, <laughs> oh, oh. no! It was uh, everybody had to be somebody that had died, a yeah. singer that had died. So I'm like, oh. I like I'm Buddy Holly. Or... Yeah, so I did um, Lightning Hopkins, Bobby Darin, Bing Crosby. I did a Frank Sinatra song in a strange costume <laughs> that you couldn't see me. And but... are you dressed up as a sort of zombified version no, of that no, person? No, no, just tried to look a little bit like him or whatever. Yeah, okay. So, it was, you know, Bing Crosby, I wore these giant ears. <laughs> <laughs> and we did that every year for a while at the, the Rainbow Tavern, which was a hot spot back then, mm-hmm. and the backstage in Ballard, which was a hot spot. And a lot of the people in 
a lot of the musicians in town were involved in it. So, oh, cool. Okay. And that got brought down to the country fair, that specific no, show? No, or? no. That's, that's, but I'm just saying okay. that that's how, I mean, I had already done some of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like acting or making characters mm-hmm. and comedy and, and all that before I went down there. So that's... And a, f- a few years before. So you did that. Were you, in a, you were in a couple bands? Well, wait, I had a... The first one was Lick and Stick. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, but and it was the time of... Uh, it was the time of um, the phallic symbol bands. I mean, oh, really? Yeah. So we didn't... I don't, I don't know if we ever thought about any suggestive... <laughs> you just... Two cool words together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that actually came from a band called The Tractors. Um, I had written some country songs, and it's kind of the that period. Um, what I was doing, so they, yeah, we put this country band, and I did some original stuff and a lot of different things, and we started playing in b- bars. But rock and roll or rhythm and blues is actually what I ended up doing. Um, was more popular for dancers, and mm-hmm. we'd get more work if we did that. Of course, so we, started, yeah. we just sort of evolved into that and started doing rhythm and blues. That's awesome. And then from there. The next band was called the New Vitations, and that was local. A lot of people that are still involved in music here. Conrad Uno, who had um, Pop Llama Records and uh, Young Fresh Fellows, the Presidents of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of bands that came out of his studio, oh, cool. but he was the bass player in the band. And Yeah, so I did that for a few years. That was a lot of fun, but it was rhythm and blues also. And we did open up for, um, God, I can't remember right now. Um, You're like, little bit Metallica. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to those guys. Well, well actually, um, Jan and Dean, but it was after one of those guys had died. So mm. was, was that right? They were still, but something, I don't can't remember what the deal was. Now, I've seen you sing at the Moisture Festival. Mm-hmm. Is that something you still are actively doing on a regular basis? Play, you know, singing in bands or groups or just mostly the country fair and Moisture Festival spots? Well, yeah, just the, that right now I don't have a band that I'm singing with. Not at the moment. Maybe something will come up. Yeah. But right now it's mostly in variety shows and the Moisture Festival, Country Fair. In the Moisture Festival, you you, you do several things. Like, you do Hypnomatic, um, and you do bits and other people's things as well. Yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but weren't you like... He's an active accessory. For, the... He's accessible for people to use. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What, what made me laugh uh, last year is... The show was over, and you came on stage and sang a song while people were clearing out. It was so good. People were like, we don't know if we should leave or not. <laughs> is, this, is this more show? Like, I love, Yeah, I thought yeah, that was great. I, I've done that a bunch of times. So that I get to get up there as the show's over. and, and so There's <laughs> no pressure. Are, yeah, people are still around, and yeah, they um, hang out a little bit anyway. Yeah. So it's not like they're rushing out. Yeah, absolutely. I do my best work as the audience is leaving. Well, <laughs> as in the old vaudeville days, they would usually have a bad act at yeah, the very right. end. Yeah. To clear out the <laughs> to get them to walk so that they could clear the room and do another show. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah they, you know, they would, they'd end the show and thank you very much, good night, and then this music would start and I'd sing the song. It's a farewell song, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen you do this. So is it the same song? Is it a different song? Or is it just whatever's kind of in your heart? Well, I, I think it's been the same song for a while, Twilight Time. It's called um, Get the Hell Out of Here Time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's an old rhythm blues song that... The platters. It was the platters. Oh yeah. That did that. yeah. I just started doing that and people liked it, so 
it's a good farewell song. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> With the Moisture Festival, did you foresee it sort of coming into what it is today? It's sort of exploded into the, I mean, it is the largest variety arts festival in North America. Yeah. And we travel internationally for work and I'm amazed when people have heard of it across the map. Right. It's always on people's radar. They're always, oh, I've always wanted to like do that or I yeah. should look into that. Well, or the one they always give is, like, can you get me into that? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, more and more people are applying for it every year, I think. And is that fun for you to be able to like go through people's like videos or is it like, oh my goodness, like this is ridiculous. Well, it's, it's kind of work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's hard to pick who's going to come and there's a lot of factors involved. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, now, usually like you like to work off word of mouth. You like, you like people to be, have be seen by some sort of organizer at the festival itself so that they can sort of vet the performers mm -hmm. a little bit better. Uh, yeah. Is that tr still true or do you, is it sort of a combination of those? Well, I imagine it's the combination. Yeah. yeah. I've been out to shows and seen you or Tim or whatever looking at an act too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tim comes from the, the Karamazov brothers, you know, the true like performing at theaters in the vaudeville sort of world. You kind of came into this a different path through the music how do you view all this sort of stuff coming into it? Is it is it overwhelming? Is it like I don't? This is a crazy world, or is it you're so entrenched in it now? It's it just seems second nature. Yeah, I don't know if I thought about it like that back then. It was just something that you do. Yeah, I, I don't know. It gradually grew on you. You're just one day you're like, oh yeah, now this is this tumor's a part of me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get a submission where you're just like, this is not going to work here at all? Oh yeah. <laughs> that happens often. But, hmm. In what in what capacity? Well, like, it's just not professional, or is it so? You know? Well, yeah, maybe it's not real professional. Maybe it's really slow and you know not exciting at all. Mm. And and just you know, what are you going to do with a guy that gets sits on a chair and just stares at the audience? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favorite was one year I was hosting, and there was a guy named Stefano Ioboni out of Portland. Oh yeah, and his act is just high fiving people. And that's his whole act. That's his whole act. Well, yeah, he's. He's, it was a he was a character, I yeah, guess, right? He, yeah, and I remember watching it, going, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen." But then I referred him to like eight gigs since, <laughs> where he'd be perfect for him. <laughs> he he found the market, the underserved market of high fiving. Yeah, no, I've got them all. I've got I've, I've paid his mortgage, I think. <laughs> and that's why they got him at the Moisture Festival. They're like, you know what? We need someone to high five our audience. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna bring this guy. In. It was great. I mean, it was like. I loved it. I mean, but I also in my back and I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I'm working way too hard. How many how many performers do you think in this? I mean, we're going on 17 years now at the Moisture Festival. How many performers do you think you've had in total? That's hard. Hundreds. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> we probably bring 40 people from out of town wow. every year. Every year. Yeah, you got to find housing for them and. Yeah, that's somebody else's job. <laughs> the housing oh, coordinator. You know, I, I've yeah. put people up before. I mean, so yeah, because you're kind of, people are staying in people's guest room. Yeah. You're, yeah. yeah. Actually, you are in one of the guest rooms that has yeah. houses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your festival it's, performers. It's super awkward when they're sleeping under the table yes. while we try and <laughs> do a podcast. It's a huge undertaking. I mean, you have to find... Housing for these 40 performers. Transportation. Transportation. Are, do you have a list of willing participants, you know, who are willing to board these people? Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, I think they're 
more and more all the time. Uh, um, just right in my neighborhood, there's well, Tim lives in my neighborhood also, and so he's always talking to people and talking mm, them into recruiting. You know. Yeah, so there's like right just on my block, I think there's one, two, three, plus Tim's. You know, four different houses that have guest rooms that are. We should oh, be wow. hanging out there. We should be hanging yeah. out there. Yeah. Are these people that were aside from Tim that are actively? In the Moisture Festival, yeah. or they're just you just knocked on their door and said, "Hey, would you like oh. to house a guy who high fives?" <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, they've have been a lot of the people who've been to the Moisture mm. Festival know what uh. it is and get free tickets for putting. Oh, uh, that's out. that's great. They're like, we could Airbnb this for forty five dollars a yeah, night right. or free Moisture Fest tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Taking the Moisture Fest tickets. So you have the housing angle, you feed the performers, you get you get them around. That's a huge undertaking. And you delegate, each person has their own individual job. Yeah, there's somebody that does the housing and finds it all. And I mean, people will suggest different housing, but she's the one that organizes it. For gotcha. Each. And there's somebody that arranges the flights you know, buys the tickets uh, and, uh, mm. you know, finds out when they need to be here. Is there a, is there a visa person, too? Because you got to get some <laughs> visas for some of these performers. Well, yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, there's somebody that has been taking care of the visas. This That's, is an operation. It's, yeah. A, it's, yeah, we're still waiting. You know, we've been waiting for months on a couple. Really? Packs. Yeah. Jeez. And um, still don't know if they're going to get them or not. We're kind of assuming they will. <laughs> but if they have been turned down before. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I have that problem in Canada. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's justified, <laughs> So what do you think is the largest, most unforeseen, difficult thing that you're tasked with or that you have to do every year for the Moisture Festival? Is it the visas or finding home, you know, housing for the performers? You know, what, what is the biggest sort of puzzle piece? You oh, have to, I... Running a festival on this scale, it's like, it's just, there's so many unforeseen things that mm-hmm. happen for one time or something that you're like oh my gosh this person got some yeah. sort of virus and i think there was i think there was a virus last year at the moisture festival wasn't there well i don't know if last year well there's you know people it's flu season yeah, yeah. and, and um, a lot of times the flu would go around so they have disinfectant hand lotions yeah, stuff yeah and, i work and, on cruise ships and it's like those yeah, the hand yeah. sanitizing stations and, are and, every three feet yeah. and they're watched it you can't you have to use the tongs to pick up crackers yeah, yeah. or whatever you should have the the moisture festival flu shot drive in february <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> but i think you know because of the you know trying to do things you know more sanitarily uh, i think that's helped quite a bit i don't know i can't remember last year if the flu went around but i've gotten it before yeah, you know, but long, quite a while ago. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the problems is like the show must go on mentality that a lot of performers have too. Where you're like, oh, if I had an office job, I probably would have called in sick today, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna power it out and do the show. So I think you have mm-hmm. more people kind of showing up when it's yeah, questionable right. whether they should or yeah, not. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, and it's adrenaline too, right? Like yeah. I've been deathly ill. Like I had meningitis once, and I couldn't get out of bed, but somehow. I powered enough energy to go and do a 30-minute show and then right back yeah. dead. It's it, it, The adrenaline, yeah. the endorphins start going. Right. You sort of forget yep. about the sickness. Yeah, yeah. Are you excited when the festival is over? <laughs> Where does the excitement start? Yeah, when, yeah like... <laughs> You know, when it's over, it's sort of a little bit depressing. It's like if you're in a play that runs for a couple months or whatever, and and you work with all these people and rehearsing and all that, and then doing these shows, and then when it's all over, it's kind of oh, now what do I do? And it's yeah, kind of lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
Well, I feel like you, the producers and the volunteers, I feel like you are very strongly knit together. You know, it's a strong community. You have meetings to go over, you know, either reflection of the previous festival or talk about the upcoming festival. You know, I imagine you, you have that community year round, right? Well, yeah, no, I'm friends with a lot of the people, but and I do go to some of the meetings. I, <laughs> I well, that's well, good to hear. You're well, my kind. You're my kind of. <laughs> well, there is a you know there is the producers really. I mean, what they call the producers, and they have meetings every once a week. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm not never really wanted to be a producer. Ah. <laughs> You're a hands-off producer. You, you know, meetings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, more as, as it gets closer, I get more involved in these meetings, and afterwards we do talk about how things went and what could be better. And mm-hmm. At what point do you start planning the next year? Is it, like, right away? No, I don't, no, I don't think so. I mean, we have to make sure that, you know, where we're going to do it, if that's mm-hmm. cha- that might change. And But I think people take a break for a while and and I don't you really get too involved in it until December. Okay. Um, gotcha. You know, but I mean things go on all year round. Yeah. yeah. Meetings and everything, but but I get more heavily involved. I don't know, I guess maybe towards the end of summer it, it starts you start after yeah. country fair, you start right, sort of thinking right. about it. Yeah, cuz the country fair takes a lot of, you know, work and outside the moisture festival, you're an actor too, right? Do you do some acting? Not really, no. I so I found an IMDb entry for you for a looks like an animated film called Prometheus's Garden. Oh, oh yeah, that was Bruce Bickford's animation film. He was a clay animator. Uh-huh. He just passed away less than a year ago. And and but, what did you do in it? Um, voiceover. Okay. Um, I just you know knew him and knew the community that was around him, and I think my brother got involved with a few people, but that's yeah, that was just a voiceover. Okay. So I don't remember even what it was, what I said. Here's the one tie I found with everyone in the Moisture Festival. No one has claimed their IMDb page. (laughs) Yeah, everyone that we've had has been in movies and like their IMDb. It's just a generic unclaimed one. I'm going to start claiming them all. (laughs) Well, you know that won an Academy Award, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) So you've done a bunch of stuff down in Los Angeles. You've done Scott Neary's Booby Trap, which is, I think it was sort of formulated after the Moisture Mm -hmm. Festival. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and he's performed in the festival. Yeah. He well before he started that, it's a a, a weekly variety show every Wednesday. The acts have four minutes, and you've done stuff there. Right. Every time I go down there, I do at least one. uh, Yeah. And you've done some stuff with Harry Shearer. Yeah. Harry Shearer and his wife Judith Owen put on a. uh, Christmas show, Christmas Without Tears, and they invite their friends. They do it in Chicago, New York, New Orleans, and Los Angeles. They haven't done one for a couple of years now, but they get their friends to come. So that's their friends are oh, like that's people cool. like Spinal Tap. Of, you know, all those three guys <laughs> have been there, and they do yeah. uh, Christmas with the Devil, I think it's called. <laughs> and, uh, you know... Weird Al Yankovic been there a few <laughs> times, and Richard Thompson, a musician. So how does that conversation go? You get a phone call, and you pick up, and you go, hey, this is Harry Shearer. I'm interested in having you come to well, my Christmas party. Well, it's he. they used to come up to Seattle and do it at the Triple Door. And the Bobs, who the acapella group, the Bobs. Yeah, yeah, we had Matt in here. And they needed acts, and Bob, I mean Matt, sorry, uh, suggested... Me and so Judith Owen actually, I don't know if it was email or a call, but you know, she was saying we're doing this thing and it's Harry Shearer. And I, the name didn't 
yeah. mm-hmm. ring. I just didn't n- never. I mean, I knew who the guy was, but I didn't know his name or mm-hmm. something maybe. And so I'm going, yeah, well, let me see if, if I could do it. You know, well, it's not much money, but well, okay, let me think about it. And, and I told somebody, here is share. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you got to do it. What? <laughs> and then they told me who he was and what, what it was yeah. about. So that was fun. And Los Angeles, it's really fun because they do get a lot of celebrities uh-huh. to do the show for them. So here you want <laughs> like to build with, were you with Weird Al? Well, he was in the, the audience. No, no, he was, he was in on, the show. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, the Spinal Tap people, um, Christopher Guest and Michael McKeon uh, and Harry Shearer were Spinal Tap, so they've all been in, in there because wow. they're in Los Angeles, and so it's easy for them. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You should try and get those guys to come up, get Spinal, <laughs> well, do a Spinal Tap reunion at the yeah, Moisture Festival. Right, right, you well. got the end. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I know, I know. Have you tried? Is that something? No. Well, there's some people that, that have been in the shows that, you know, every year I call them up and say, come on, man. Yeah. You got to come up and do this. And there's, you know, singers. There's a uh, trio group of singers. It's just incredible. And But they're up scattered all over. They're all doing yeah. their own things. And so it's really hard to get them all together at one spot and to bring them up to uh, Seattle. Of uh, course. Together. But I'll just keep trying. We were talking to Kayla Bailey in here. We interviewed her and... Mm-hmm. We were talking about just throwing some throwing some darts at a board and like you know yeah. invite Lady Gaga or something. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, do you do see, that? Do you have like your your moonshot? Like maybe they'll accept. Well, there are, I think there are some that you know that that are involved. The vaudeville new vaudeville circuit. Bill Irwin, I oh, think you yeah. know we've asked him to come, and Tim's got connections with a lot of those people, so he's you know yeah that'd be a great get yeah. But yeah, they, it's pretty hard. Well, it's hard when, you know, like Bill Irwin, someone who does like this theatrical two-hour show, and you're like, <laughs> come and do eight minutes yeah, right. this yeah. variety <laughs> show. <laughs> well, whenever I'm in Vegas, Tim's always like, hey, if you run into this person, this person, this person, I invited them, but just reinvite them for me oh, to the cool. festival. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if Wayne Newton's going to come up. <laughs> you run into Wayne. <laughs> yeah. let, him, let him know. Clearly, we frequent the same bars. <laughs> Well, Randy, we want to thank you so much for coming in and talking a little bit about how the Moisture Festival is made up and your background. And we want to thank you for unwillingly putting it all together. <laughs> well, yeah. It seems to be I no guess one. I was involved in it. No one planned to be involved into it. it yeah. Just... <laughs> it's, well, yeah, it has just evolved. I mean, my position is, you know, I wasn't doing that when it first started and just kind of slowly happened that i ended up being the person putting the shows together yeah. like that but yeah but well I, you do a great job and we really appreciate you coming in here and letting us drag some answers out of you <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> i know it's difficult <laughs> no it's great mm-hmm. i always enjoy working with you man over the okay, years well, and yeah. it's yeah, you a, guys are great too. it's a treat so thanks yeah. for coming in we really appreciate it thank you Hey, folks, want to thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Real quick, the Moisture Festival is dedicated to keeping the ticket prices to shows affordable, and they do that by relying on individual donations. You can donate financially or volunteer. To get more information, go to themoisturefestival.org and click on the Contribute button. You'll get all the deets there. Absolutely. And if you want to just follow the Moisture Festival, you can do that on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or you can just go loiter outside of the Palladium (laughs) at Hale's Ale. 
channels. <laughs> That's a way that you can follow them. If you want to find out more information on Louie and I, we also do a podcast on our own called The Odd and Off Beat Podcast. That's where we talk about strange news stories of the day. You can hear us chat about all things weird. Absolutely. You can do that at oddandoffbeat.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to find out about us individually, where we're performing at, you can find Louie at louiefox.com and that's with two X's. And Matt's at comedystuntshow.com. That's spelt regularly. <laughs> <laughs> so we would like to thank you so much for listening, so much for your time, and we hope to see you at the Moisture Festival soon. Be well. Thank you for listening to Moisture Festival Podcast.